welcome. I'm Barb. And I'm Rafaela. And we are Recovery 201. Hi, Barb. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. It's been a really uh, rough week. but uh, Let's talk about your week. Yeah. I want to talk about your week. <laughs> <laughs> I had a week myself, but let's talk yeah. about you. So my week started off um, a little rough. Um, I have been, as you know, I've been a single mom for 10 years and, um, my, I have literally just left my ex-husband alone and I don't chase him down for child support and I don't, you know, but in the end that has only hurt my kids. And so I've decided to grow a backbone and chase after him for child support, even though it's a pain in my butt and, um, and things like that and so it's been a rough week back and forth with him and um, but I've decided like I said in the last episode um, to go back to to go to counseling because honestly I haven't been in like real counseling like serious counseling for um, probably I don't know forever so I love counseling I, I think know. everybody should go to counseling I know like it just mind blowing how much it helped me and figure things out in my life. Yeah, you know? and I'm in I'm in inventory right now in step study, and so there's just a lot of stuff going on. And my sponsor said, you know, your hate is blocking the forgiveness and and your ability to move on. And I'm, you know, I was kind of mad at her because I'm like, he is abusing me. He's financially and emotionally abusing me when I try to get what my kids need. And she said, but it's uh, like, I understand that, but at the same time, you still have to be able to deal with him and move on. And and that's the part where I have trouble. That's so true. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to like, I think I'm ready to really like dive Work in. on it. Yeah, work, work on, on it. it. Mm-hmm. On your part. Yeah, on your it's side. only my part. I can't right, fix it. You, and you can't There's control. no fixing it. <laughs> Nobody's a lost cause All ever. Right. Nobody's a lost cause. I meet you people thought I was a lost cause You're long not, time ago. Yeah, well look at okay. me now. Right. But I just wanna say like I know what I know what I can do. But I want to find out what I can do differently. So, and how I can, like, move on. And Oh, look at you growing. I know. It's so fancy. I'm excited to go and gonna do it. going to be cool. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, we have a guest today, and I'm super excited about it. Um, we're going to um, focus in on a certain area of, um, recovery, relapse, and what leads up to it. Yes, because her story, you know, I don't know details of it. I know of things she has shared in, on her testimony, too. I've heard a couple times. But um, it's pretty it's pretty cool, to and gives a clear perspective of how things actually work, yeah. I think, yeah, when, when we relapse. Sure. Right, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. And we have Krista with us today. 
Hi, ladies. Hi, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm glad just to be here with you guys and to be able to be here. And um, I'm just grateful to sh share my story with you. Yeah. I know a lot of people are going to be able to relate. And even if they can't relate to the same things that has happened in your story, they can use your story as a like, oh, wait, I've heard this before and now it's happening. So they can like figure it out when to catch something if it's happening in their own lives later, you know, whenever. So I think it's going to be great. Yeah. So let's just jump into it, Krista. Tell okay. us... Um, Tell us what you're in recovery for and how long you've been in recovery. Okay, so I am, I've been in recovery um, for, well, on and off, probably throughout my whole life. I mean, I realized that I had a problem when I was um, 19, um, or was kind of forced to see I had a problem, but I am in recovery for alcohol and compulsive gambling. Um, and when I was 19, well, 16, I got arrested for my first DUI. Um, then I got another DUI when I was 19 and a third DUI when I was 20. And that's when the judge ordered me to start doing um, AA meetings and tried a little meetings here and there and then um, decided that that wasn't for me. And um, as the years progressed, um, got caught up with gambling and um, they were just both hand in hand. It was just, um, just nonstop. And um, really didn't look at it as a problem because I only drank on the weekends. So to me, I wasn't labeled the typical alcoholic. You know, I could. You were a functioning alcoholic. Uh, I wouldn't even call that functioning. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, you I, had I a could. Job yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I could function that that way. But um, once I drank, it was it was on. I was drinking until complete blackout. And then later years in my life, every time I drank, it became a blackout. Mm -hmm. um, but I was thinking about something that you were saying about um, the counseling. Right, you were saying about going, yeah. which I'm so happy that you're doing it. And Christian yeah. counseling is the best, yeah. and um, it was life changing for me that after my relapse, I got um, hooked up with um, Christian counseling, and it completely opened my eyes. But we'll get into that. So I, um, well, I started recovery where I was all in was in 2011. Mm -hmm. um, I had gone to celebrate recovery, and um, how long had you been drinking? So you, this when you were like 16 to. So I was drinking, I started drinking at 13, and um, so 13 until about 35. So what happened, the reason why I went back into recovery is because in my 30s, I ended up getting three DUIs. So the same pattern in my teen years happened in my adult years. Um, I was facing a year in prison. My life was a complete, complete mess. You and, couldn't um, drive? Couldn't drive. It was not was not driving. I had my dad driving me around everywhere for work, um, which was great because we got to spend that father daughter time that I've always wanted. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it was kind of like where my life was. You know, that it, it was just I was at I was at the end of my rope. Um, I didn't know what to do. I was going to church here and there. Um, it was more for like the look effect because I was a single mom, so I'd take my kids to church and trying to do the right things. Looking back now, I can see how God had his hand over it the whole time, but I didn't see it um, at the time. I heard about Celebrate Recovery in 2008. I went one time to an open share group because I went to relationship issues because I thought that's what the problem was at the uh -huh. time. My ex and I were on again, off again, and I, he told me it was my problem. and. Went to group crying, ended up leaving, never went back. Um, then we get to 2011, I'm facing a year in prison, have my third DUI, and um, I just kind of was at 
my end. I went to celebrate recovery with a friend because it was a guy and he was really cute. So we ended up going, it was chip night, and I ended up going down and getting a chip. I didn't know what I was getting a chip for. And then um, a were week you still later, or were you still I still was, uh-huh. I, I still was. So a week later, um, I went to a pool party with that friend who I went and, um, and ended up um, drinking blackout drunk um, at the pool at one of the Las Vegas clubs, ended up getting kicked out. It was a complete disaster. Woke up the next day, not remembering anything that happened, totally humiliated. And um, you sound like a good time. I wish oh, I knew yeah. you back then. Well, <laughs> party was oh, on. We would have party Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, "Oh, party? <laughs> what? Yes, girl, that's that, that was like that's my that was my second home." You oh know? my gosh, yeah. We <laughs> probably were at the same. Place. Oh, for sure. Two thousand eleven. I was there. Oh yeah. Probably. I know it. I was yeah. there for sure. <laughs> you and I were probably the one dancing on top of the bar. Oh, <laughs> could be. Could be. So, um, so yeah, so then I, um, I end up going and, um, I end up going to celebrate recovery, end up getting in a step study, but that week before it was nine, 11, 11, I ended up going on a hike, climb this mountain and I'm at the top of the mountain, I end up surrendering my life to Christ. It just overcame me. Um, it was, there's a big storyline to it. I just don't know how much time we have, but, um, but it really brought me to my knees and that was, that was the pivotal point, um. Because I've gone on that mountain before where I was ready to end my life. So it was kind of that do or die situation. Yeah. And I just had enough. And um, and um, God revealed something to me. And it, it just, I fell on my knees and I knew that he existed. And um, it was from that point forward, 9-11-11, that's when I feel like I accepted Jesus into my heart. And I was all in. Um, I surrendered my life and started a step study. And got a sponsor and started working the program. I committed to a year no dating. And I was on fire, just completely on fire. And um, quit drinking, still was dabbling with the gambling here and there. I thought, well, okay, well, if I'm not drinking, then I can still gamble. Well, it came to, I couldn't, I couldn't do both. So even though I was not drinking, I was still struggling with the gambling. Um, It wasn't as bad because I wasn't drinking, but it was still there. Um, So worked through that step study, um, got plugged in, was leading um, and Still working on bouts of gambling. I think um, the longest I had gone was six months, and then I went 18 months. But I still had my sobriety from alcohol during that time. Okay. Um, so that was my main area of recovery. Uh-huh. That's and awesome. So, if, um, so from there, um, I had about four years um, of, of recovery, and I, and I thought I had this. I would be in group, and I would hear people share about relapsing. In my mind, I think, how can you relapse? Like, like, how can someone relapse? Why would you go backwards? Yeah, like, Like, why would you? Yeah, like, you know, I've got Jesus, I've got this. Like, I'm good. Like, I don't understand how people could fall back into that. Like, I knew I never wanted to go back there. My boys were doing recovery; they were good. Relationships were getting built um, stronger, and even throughout my whole my whole circle, you know, I had close friends. Um, Your relationship with your parents was better. mm -hmm. With your kids, everything. Everything was. Everything was, was falling into place. Absolutely. And absolutely. then work was good. Yeah, I had the clear mind because through the recovery process and working the steps, I was able to get rid of all my baggage. I was able to get rid of the shame, the guilt, make amends right. you know, for things I've done in the past. And, um, and what had happened is um, it was in January of 2000, I might screw up on the date, Four. 15th, thank you. 15. Yeah, yeah, January 2015, 
um, Devin had gotten a bum, like a fake check from Walmart in the mail. You know how they send checks out, oh, like their scam checks where yeah, you cash yeah. it? Yeah, I've got some of those. So he got a check made out to Devin Rendon to Walmart. Jacob is my oldest, Devin's my youngest, um, and they were home. And I got the check, I opened up, saw what it was, and I stuck it in the drawer. Jacob says to me, he goes, Mom, what are you sticking in the drawer for? I'm like, I don't know. Like, Jacob knew I should have thrown it away. So that was, um, that was the first. These are all like little triggers now that brought me up to my relapse, which I didn't realize it at the time. So I stuck this, this check January. in. January. This was January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still doing recovery, still doing good. Everything's good. Um, and then in April, my ex comes back around. And he has always been a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on and off again. Really bad history. He's an alcoholic, so he would he would drink, then I would go and gamble, and then he would quit drinking, and then I would start drinking. Just vicious. We just were not healthy together. Um, but we've always had this connection. So he showed up in April, came into my house. The kids were gone, and one thing led to another, and I was with him that night. Didn't tell my sponsor, didn't tell my accountability partners. So hiding. Mm-hmm. Denial, omission. So just buried that deep like it didn't happen. Like the check in the drawer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, still living my life. He went back with his girlfriend. You know, I'm, I'm, so all the shame and guilt from that happening. You know, here I'm sponsoring women. I'm putting on, you know, telling them how important it is to stay pure. And, you know, I have this hanging behind me. Sure. Um, then later that month, I took one of the girls that I am friends with. She used to be going to CR. She stopped going to CR. I invited her to church with me just to help her out. Well, when I picked her up, she smelled like alcohol. And I'll never forget the words. She's saying, well, I can, I can handle it now. I can drink now. Oh. And so hearing those words just got kind of planned in my head. And again, I didn't talk to anyone about it. And, and it just was something kind of that was just this sitting was there. This was at the end of April. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in my mind, it's just one of those things where I hear, okay, well, she can do it. And it just kind of plays. Well, I could probably go back. It's been four years. And um, I had actually at this point, this is where I had the 18 months of not gambling. And um, so later that week, which we're going into May now, I was cleaning out one of my cupboards and found one of Devin's little codeine cough medicines. And I went to go throw it away. Well, the addict in me, instead of throwing it away, opened it up and slammed it because I didn't want it to go to waste. Um, so I threw that away. And later that night, I um, and it didn't have anything to do with the coding. I don't believe it had anything to go with the coding, but that was just like the final straw. Is um, I end up taking that check out of the drawer. The boys were gone. I end up taking the check. End up going to the bank, depositing it somehow deposited it, got the money out, and um, was in the casino two hours later. And that was, and that was, I was, it was a full on, a full on relapse. I was drinking, I was gambling, and I was smoking. Um, And in, it was an eight hour relapse. In that eight hours, I depleted my bank account and had nothing. Um, It was like you had never stopped. Absolutely not. It didn't even, like it was just full, it was full on. And it was one of those relapses, like when I gamble, it's, it's all or nothing. Either I win big or I lose big. And for the past, my whole time through recovery, I never won. Like, God was never going to let me win. It just right. didn't happen. Um, so it was it was bad. It was going up to the ATM machine. It was doing writing checks. It was anything that I could to try to get money. Um, after that night was done, I drive home. 
Because you, you, I remember you Drunk. telling me this story. Drunk. Yeah. And you didn't drink for hours while you were gambling. And then finally. I just, yeah. And that's what happened. It just was, I putting in, in the wrong situation, you know, putting back, being back into that situation. It was all, it was like, screw it. You know, yeah. I'm here and I'm, and something just snapped and, and I did it. And, um, so drove home. And I still had, like, yeah, so I still had the time frame. Had I gotten pulled over, I would have been immediate jail oh, time. It would have been, I would have been, it would have been. With, and with your history, they probably would have sent you to prison. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my kids would have been, my kids would have been gone. I would, I would have lost everything, everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't think of that, you know, and even through all the other times drinking, like, that never crosses my mind. Once my brain goes into, I want to do right. it, I'm going to do it. You know, I could have picked up the phone. I could have called somebody, but right. I didn't. Um, so and you I, were by yourself. Or? By myself, yeah, by myself, yep, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because when I was in the casino too, I saw a girl from Celebrate Recovery come inside, and I like hid, like that was God oh, kind of like giving me. I like hid down please, like this, and don't. <laughs> yeah, like I totally hiding down until she left. And so and, even and that didn't what stop was, me. What day was that that you relapsed? Um, it was on Cinco de Mayo. So from. January. Oh, yeah. So, May 5th. So, January. So, you've been planning, in a way, mm-hmm. subconsciously, thinking about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because my first sponsor, well, this, my, I had a guy as accountability because I was trying to find a sponsor when I got out of jail, and I couldn't. And in CR, everybody's like, I'll pray about it. I'm like, I understand, but I need somebody's no. phone number, like, yeah. right now, because I just got out of jail, and I don't trust myself, right? I don't, I'm not thinking about using, but I don't know tomorrow. So, I shared that this guy came to give his testimony at my IOP group. I was um, doing IOP, and... Um, What's IOP? Patient program. Oh, okay. Intensive outpatient yes. oh, program. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Intensive outpatient program. It's like you go four times a week for three hours and you have like this counseling and all. Then you have a one-on-one that is just you and the counselor. And um, so I did that for six months. And so I go to IOP and this guy is sharing his story. And then I, then we share about how can we relate. It was like a whole on on recovery month thing, a whole thing about it. So this guy was there, Todd. And so I shared how I was like, I don't have a sponsor because he's talking about how he got a sponsor. And um, and I was like, I don't have a sponsor. So he's like, we went to smoke in the break. And he's like, I, I, I can't be your sponsor, but if you need somebody, here's my number. And it was great because something happened at my sober living later that I didn't have nobody to call. I talked to this guy for four and a half hours, just like vomited all these things because this guy keeps offering me drugs in the sober leave and I say no and he keeps coming around and you know, it was just too much and I didn't know what to do. So it was, so he tells me, he's like, I can't take you to all the 12 steps. I can take you until the third step probably and then you have to find a woman because, you know, if you tell me things, it's different for girls and guys. If you tell me things you slept with, like, I don't know, 20 dudes, I'll be like, yeah, you know, like, which is not a good thing. So you need to, <laughs> that's exactly what he told me, right? And I was like, okay, but I was just glad that somebody was, gave me their number. It's so important. Right, this was because, a secular recovery, right? 
No, I was going to see her, but I had to do IOP yeah. because I... Oh, so this I was ordered. Ordered. Yeah. It was had, ordered, right? Right, I had just got out of jail, so I, you know, I had got to it. do for all kinds of charts, all kinds of things, I had to do this program. So I did, yeah. I did, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was counseling, it wasn't... Oh, okay. Right, it was, I did um, a community counseling. I went and I did six months of that, and I did, I don't know how long of woman's recovery but but that's what's so important is having the phone to be able to call and you know be able to talk mm -hmm. to someone about it be able to share what was going on because had you held that in and not shared it with anybody who knows you know if you have been strong enough to say no to him again you know so right. it's, it's you know I've always said that is bringing out to light what's in darkness and I wasn't I was keeping everything in so after I relapsed, I got home, I think it was two or three o'clock in the morning. And just, I just was, I mean, just even just thinking about it now, I'll never forget the feeling, you know, and it was every time after I gambled and drank, you know, just, I was just sick to my stomach and I felt like I wanted to die. Like I had nothing and you know, nothing. It's just, I just felt like just horrible. Like how could I have done that again? You know? And, um, so I just, I fell asleep. And then when I woke up, the first thing I did was I called. I don't remember what order. I think I called accountability partner and then I called my sponsor. And that accountability partner came over right away and um, talked to my sponsor. And because I was leading in the church, oh, I'm leading a step study at this time as well. Yes. Um, so, you know, and that you know, could have been something else that kind of pushed me, you know, because it was like this facade that I had it all together and I, and I didn't. Um, but I'm so grateful for it now today where I'm at but um so I end up having to call my pastor and I'm um, told them about it but what I'm so grateful about that is that I had the tools that I could pick up the phone and call somebody and share with what happened because had I not that could have sent me away completely you know and I could have just yes. went back to the old pattern and then right. I'd be in my 40s with three more DUIs right and I I just want to say you know some people would just be like, oh, you're a lost cause, you relapse, go away, we don't want anything to do with you. But what did they do? There was so much grace, so yeah. much grace. So when I went in to talk to uh, my pastor about it and, um, and his wife, they, um, they just, so much grace. You know, I didn't know about the step setting. They said, let's just give it a little time and we'll figure it out. Um, and then right away got me set up with Christian counseling. I think I got five appointments at Christian counseling and that was life life-changing. I wish I could say the name of who I went to because she's amazing. You um, can tell me after because that's where I'm going. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she just, um, just completely, you know, I, when I went there, I felt like at the end of my rope and, um, she gave me a Psalm to read and just put me back in line to where I need to be with God. But through the relapse and through this, you know, it, it opened up my eyes to the person that relapses because it's me you know I did it and then looking back and seeing how the relapse happens way what it's six months right about five six months right. before it happened that's what I was gonna that's why I was telling yeah. Todd's story because Todd's the first one that told me he's like he's like I don't think you're gonna relapse right now because that's not how relapse works most of the times first you think about it then you obsessed over it, then you plan it yep. then you do it Right? So it relapse, he's the first one he told exactly, he's like, relapse happened way before relapse happened. Yeah. Like, but it was in with you, right? You was there. Yeah, like, because I didn't even think about behavior, gambling. Right. I didn't have you know, for six months. Yeah, but it was because of the things that I was doing, you know, and, you know, especially, I mean, the big fall was, you know, 
going and being intimate with my ex and falling into that trap and not talking about it with anybody because there's so much guilt and shame that comes along with that for me. Um, so it just, um, yeah, it, it, um, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the program that I have. I'm grateful for the people that I have in my life. And, you know, now I'm aware of it. I know what my triggers are. You know, if I ever get anything like that in the mail, you know, <laughs> which, it away. yeah, it's immediately in the trash. You know, yeah, medicine, I've thought about another thing, like, and, and it happened, it happened a couple months ago and the boys are over. A whipped cream can, a whipped cream. I do the whipped cream and at the end, I was used to inhale the end. It was just a habit. It's like the attic in me. Really? <laughs> yes. So, I, like, I went like this, Jacob calls, he's like, mom, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing, I'm throwing it away. It just ins- it, and, the and, insanity. And I think it's because <laughs> sometimes we always do things certain way too, right? Sure. So like it's almost like engraved, like this is how I live my life. And and it's I think it's so cool that now you're so aware. You were awoke, right? And I tell yeah, oh, and I tell my, my sponsors all this, I was like, stay awoke because it creeps in on you and then by the time you figure it out, you're just like all the way in and you can't get out, right? So I, I think that's one of the greatest things. Because we're going to talk about all the great things that has happened in your life yeah. since then. But just that you are aware of this and, and, and you use that relapse. Because I think a lot of people sometimes beat themselves up too much, right? Because, I mean, shit happens. It's going to happen. Life gets say. like yeah. yeah. And people beat themselves up and like, screw it. I already relapsed. I'm not going back to recovery because I'm right. once I have to go back and talk about it and people are going to judge me, right? And I think... Yeah, more if you like a, have yeah, relapsed, yeah. you're yeah. Most nobody's gonna judge you because I have, I have relapsed, and um, not since four years ago, but you know, before, right before. So, um, I know people are not gonna judge you, but we have that in our head, right? But because you've been in recovery for a while, you know what you're supposed to do, and you did it, you know, and 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 that is. And that's where I'm grateful for, too, because God has used, you know, my story to help others. Because I had four years, you know, I, I thought I was solid, you know, and then and then that happened, like I said. You like know, this. Yeah. It felt like this, but yeah. then you go back, look at it, you're like, mm, mm, mm. So it, you identified your triggers. Yeah, and it was hard, like, you know, going up and getting my 30-day chip and my 90-day chip, but now... Because everyone knows you, and they, you probably, like, I'm sure, like, you probably felt like, oh, God, what they must think. Every time I get a blue chip, I think... What do people think of me? You know, I have that in my head, but I have to realize, like, what I think. We're all like, I think that woman is so courageous. That's what I think. Yeah, I love when I see see that. I'm like, she's so honest. She's really working her recovery because it could be so easy for you just not to go. Yeah. Or not to admit, or not that it's just so easy to just not talk about it, right? Or or not tell anybody because. You know, if yeah, but then it leads to a huge relapse. Right. Yeah. When you, when you, yeah, when you hold when it you in. You know, you messed yeah. up a little bit, but you're not going to see anything. Yeah. I remember you sharing. Yeah. Right? And put so much into perspective for me because I was, I don't think I had a year yet. I was just short of a year when you shared because I remember and I was like, wow, she relapsed. And I was like, this. This shit is serious, you know, like people that has years of recovery will relapse, you know, so I'm like, I need to just make sure I'm, I'm on it, right? right. Like I, I, I'm, 
I, I'm aware, I'm awoke, I, I'm, I'm, right? And I, because I remember, I think you had a blue shirt. I remember like it was yesterday when you shared that you relapsed. And that's what it, it put, put into perspective for me, right? Because I, I'm on fire, right? I was on fire then yeah. and I'm, I'm still am because I figure even when I don't want to go, I need to get more connected, you know, because I'm, I'm pulling away too much. I forgot because I talk too much all the time. <laughs> I wanted to say something so important. Well, I, I'm, I, I love the way you share about it, and I, I love the fact that you're so open about it. So what happened after the relapse? Like, tell us about how you've, how you've come back from, from that. Well, it's just, um, like I said, I'm grateful for it today, you know, because it has grown my relationship so much closer with, with Christ. And um, after that, I had, um, you remember, did you just remember what you were going to say? Yes, I remember. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking because I saw her. So you guys can't oh see God. her, right? But she's sitting down and her whole body just did like a whole wave back and forward. So oh, I'm like, she I remembered. Remember <laughs> no, I was going to say that I love how you use your relapse to learn about your triggers, right? Because I, 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 I tell people, I was like, don't freak out. I know, it sucks. I understand, but... This is a great opportunity for you to figure out what made you do mm -hmm. this. So then when it happens in the future, you know that doing that is not going to help. It's actually going to make you relapse, right? It's going to drive you towards relapse. So I love how you, you started with the timeline of the check and you figured all that out. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, so you see these little things, the can or whatever, these little things that People are going to be like, hi, stop it. You, you, you've been dramatic. Like, that's nothing. Yeah. But you know yeah. that those things accumulate a boom yeah. eventually, and that right? That comes so. with hard work. That only comes with digging in and doing the actual work of recovery. So what did you find out after, and, and what have you done since then? Uh, well, just the fact that, you know, that, um, like, the drinking and the gambling is just a substance of what really is going on. You know, so for me, I have to be careful. You know, if I'm feeling guilt, if I'm feeling shame, is is going in and talking to someone about it, is working. What's causing that? Where is that coming from? Well, for me, it was having sex with my ex and then not telling anybody. I mean, I was walking around with this deep secret. Yes. So, you know, instead of working through that and owning my part, you know, of what I did with it yes. and letting it go and giving it to God because he's forgives me, you know, right. once I repent and ask for forgiveness, I'm forgiven, um, instead of going out and trying to escape by drinking and gambling. I said all the time, I was like, my problem was never the drugs itself. Mm -hmm. The drugs were the solution yep. for the problem I had, right? Absolutely. So the problem was the abandonment I felt, they, they growing up too fast, my, my, my mirroring my mom's issues right that that was the problem my problem the drugs were the solution that i used for the real problems that i had you know so i said it's so funny you said that because and people look at me like what drugs are a problem i was like i didn't say they're good yeah <laughs> they were good obviously they let me in jail multiple times and and wrecked my life you know because i just didn't care it was that simple i just i didn't care if it caused problems if hurt people I didn't care I wasn't even thinking about none of that so when you say that that it's not even was not even the alcohol and the gambling 
it just really. I was like, yes, God, that was just say the that. solution yeah. for the shaming for the, yeah, right. I was hearing. for the real problem. Yeah, and that's what I love, and that's why I tell people. You know, people ask me what what's my favorite step. I always say the fifth step because that's where I got to all my secrets, all the things that I've done, all my past. You know, I was able to share that with my sponsor and ultimately with God, and to be able to get all that out. Look at my part in things. And then let it go, you know, and that's, that's it. I have no secrets it, today. Right? Yeah. And own it. I think yeah. that's great because in, in, in my, during my addiction, I, I blamed everybody mm-hmm. for everything. I blame God. I blame God if my dealer wasn't at the place or if I missed it or, you know what I mean? Like crazy things. Yeah. I would like, of course, God, because you never helped me out anyways. Right. You know, like. Obviously, I don't think God would help me get to my dealer's house, but, you know, that's how I, I just find people to blame. I blame my dad for leaving. It was his fault. That's why I had to leave yeah. Brazil, and that's why I, at the that's point that I, work, right, yeah. that's, that's why I'm at, I am the way I am today, because it's his fault, right? So I had this all blaming everybody. So once I did the steps that I started many, many times and didn't finish because I didn't want to do the fourth step. Uh-huh. And once I finally did it, I took ownership and I'm like, okay, yeah, my dad did what he did, but everything I did because of that, it's not his fault, right? It's, it's, it's my fault. Like I don't have to react to it because mm-hmm. it happened to me. So it is, it is true. Yeah. Let's talk about what's good now. Let's talk about all the great stuff because there's so, yeah. so much great stuff um, happening. What do you do now to keep your recovery going? So um, I get to go to Celebrate Recovery inside. I serve on Thursday night in the mm-hmm. jail the with the women. And I just it fills my heart because I today's Friday. I um, I got to go last night. And it's just to be able to give that hope to those women. you know. And it always it's a, such a great reminder for me because I never want to forget where I came from. So I get to um, so I get to do that. Um, I get to, um, to I have a sponsee right now that's going through through gambling, which is such a great reminder. Because okay, can I just say something? What? So a few weeks ago, I, I know who your sponsee is. Okay, but um, don't like, say her name. No, of course not. I would <laughs> never ever do that. But it makes me so happy, and I said that to you and her when I saw you guys talking. Oh, yeah. It literally, like, everything does, so I know what Raphael is going to say. It makes me cry. It makes me so happy when I see you with her because I want her to have what you have, right? And I want her to know, like, oh, it's so good what Krista has done. FYI, I love how you feel things and that you feel things deeply, okay? I don't make fun of you in a bad way, just so everybody knows I'm not a jerk like that. I'm not, like, that big of an asshole. (laughs) Just a little asshole. Like, if I didn't pick on you, then it would have been a problem. Right. Okay. But it just, it makes me... Because I know her struggle, and I know how much she wants to be different, right? And so you, being that person, being the different that she wants to be, it makes me so happy. And I know God's blessing that that relationship, 
And I know that it's going to be amazing. I know she's going to do great. She's doing and great. I, and I I'm so grateful for yeah. it. So thank you. But yeah, it's been a year that I've been like waiting for her to ask. And she finally yeah. did. So it's yeah. it's good. Yeah, I prayed for her no, to like, I, find <laughs> someone good like that. I, I, I love the way every time she she shares. And I'm like, yes, I love Krista. it. Like the, Krista shares. Yeah, Krista. Yeah. Krista. <laughs> well, I think I know who we're talking, you're talking about. But I'm ta- Krista, the way, like, the way you put say things like it makes so much sense to me you know it's like it's thank you and i feel bad because i haven't been able to make it as much and now you guys are going to make me go tonight yeah you should. <laughs> but you yeah should. but uh, yeah so i still attend um meetings when i when i can um but um but yeah and then as far as um just where else god it's just really right now in my life i feel like just wherever he's leading me then i'm willing to go so you're just saying yes to, so, yeah. to whatever comes up. So let's talk about the, your big yes. So my, I want to talk about that <laughs> so bad. So I've been, um, it's been on my heart for about three years. And um, it just so happened that I have the ability to where I'm at right now in my life. I um, just did the classes for um, fostering. And I um, did the background check and all that. And I was a little concerned because I wasn't sure. Fostering children. Fostering babies. Not babies. Big. And my heart actually was for teenagers. That's why I got involved was um, to, um, I wanted I to foster the older, the older children. Because there is a huge need, I think, for people that want to be around. Yes. Because everybody wants the babies, right? right. Everybody, everybody wants, wants the, the cute babies, right. the little babies. And yeah, I got to serve in freedom for a little bit at Celebrate Recovery, and that's kind of where my heart got drawn to it, is the older kids. Um, because they are the ones that are kind of just stuck out there. And, you know, to be able to help them, because that's, you know, 13 is what and I said they are in my our new, yeah. they're the new generation. They are the ones that are going to be in office one day. They are the... These are the people that we need to help, right? Well, because they're four. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it pre-covery. That's why they call Celebration Place and and the landing pre-covery. Yeah. You know? And all the grace yeah. that you're going to be able to have for, that we talked about earlier, yeah. for the, the parents that are going through a hard time. Yeah, and I'm that, grateful. That, yeah, because there was a time through my addiction, you know, I was out gambling. I would leave when the kids were sleeping. You know, I very well could have lost my kids to CPS. So now um, that I'm able to give back, so I did recently just get licensed. Um, I was doing respite for a little while, and then I just got my first what is official respite? foster. So respite, uh, respite is um is like um like a babysitter for the foster parents. So if the foster parents were going out of town for a week or they couldn't take the kids somewhere, I got the kids. So I had two little girls for um for a couple days, and I had another little girl for a week. So that was kind of my first. Right into the CR picnic. Yeah, and it was so fun to meet them, and they were so cute. Mm, they sweet. had so much fun, and they got to go to celebration place. Oh, they so and they awesome. love that. Yeah. yeah, they um they did they they really did. And those these kids will never forget, like all these seeds you're planting on them. No matter what happens. In the future, they will never forget. They will remember. Oh, remember that lady when I was this age? We went to that church. They will never forget this. And so I'm just grateful that I'm able to do it. And so now I have a little boy, and he's permanent for right now. And um, he's eight years old. Hey, and he's so handsome. <laughs> I met him. He's got the most gorgeous eyes, right? Oh my God, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, dude, your eyes. He's like, thank you. Because ah, he's so, so sweet. Beautiful. I can't wait to meet him. Oh, yeah. 
but it overfills my heart. Like I'm just blown away that, you know, I'm able to do that. I'm able to do this, that I got licensed. Cause even my um, licensee worker, when she first met me, she goes, Krista, I want to be honest with you. She goes, you know, when I was coming to your house with all your past, because I have all my DUIs and you know, everything from here. Um, she's like, you know, she's like, I didn't think I was going to license you. But she goes, after spending five minutes with you and hearing your story, she's like, you're perfect for this. And I was just like, it's like full circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it blows, it blows me away that I'm able to do it. And, and I talk all the time. I think I value a lot when people trust me with anything, you know, because, oh, yeah. Yeah. because now people are trusting with these kids when you had all this UI driving drunk and all this happening you know like being responsible in a way and now people trust you with kids because with me when people is like i i'm rewriting my testimony right and before you got here something hit me and i I was like barb let me write this because um one of the things god has worked in such a way in my life that people that i meet today that never knew me before right they're like i could never Mm, imagine yeah like what no way you're lying like you know and I was like thank you like that's the biggest compliment for me is that people can never imagine that I could do the things I've done or that I've you know been the place I've been and 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 that's all God the way that I live my life today I think you know I'm a lot more calm and I'm a more a lot more cautious you know Mm -hmm. And, and it's one of the biggest compliments. And and um, I'm totally going off topic no, you're not. of what I, what I was meant to say. But I just love that you can, that people trust you right now. Mm-hmm. Well, but and that's it. where the scripture holds true. We are a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. Yes. Like the new has come. Like that's not who we are. You know, I mean, I was in jail. I was out to breakfast the other day and this girl's sitting across from me and she's like, I cannot see you in prison. I'm like, oh, I was a badass in prison. I'm like, I got on lockdown. Right? Oh, that's what I say to him. Like, girl. So, if you, if you, if you, thank God we don't look like what we've done. Right. And thank God we can laugh about yeah, it. That is, yeah, it was on the inside. Because it changes on the inside. Because it was on the outside. Oh, boy. I want to go to prison. That's what I want to do. Barb knows, and I met the the person because I keep getting denied, right? I keep getting denied. Yeah, but you got to keep trying. But, right, I'm not going to give up, but, you know, because um, when Pat calls me, she's like, I wanted to call you personally because, you know, um, out of all the women that apply... (laughs) They only denied you. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Left. And I was like, it's okay, don't feel bad. But at Summit, I I saw the lady that is the director of the CRI, and I went, hi, my name is Rafael. I want to go to prison. I came from there, so they keep denying me. Can we do something about that? She's like, um, what? What? <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, and she's like, yes, let's figure out why this keeps happening. You know, so. It's so funny that now you're out, you want to get back in. Yes. It's on my testimony. I'm like, I used to do anything not to go to jail. Anything. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm I doing everything to go, and they won't allow me before they keep taking me in there against my will all the time. Now that you want to go, you can't. But I'll tell you what, when I first applied, it was a couple years back for Henderson, I got denied. 
and now a couple years later I got approved for CCDC. So just trust right. in God's so I keep it'll happen. I'll keep trying, you know, whenever it's time, it's time, but it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. So My God has a sense of humor for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um tell tell us Krista, like what are you most proud of now? Like if you look back at your life today versus 10 years ago, what are you most proud of today? Oh my gosh, just my kids, my boys. Yeah. Just where they're at today. You know what? You know, um, I even got to share this a little bit last night. It's just how that generational sin, like it's broken. Like my dad was an alcoholic, right? My parents keep secrets. You know, they, they're not honest. My life's an open book. My kids know everything. Like we were out to eat the other day and a conversation came up and then Devin blurred up, well, you did crack once. To me in the restaurant, I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just a one-time thing by accident because I thought the guy was giving me a pipe and I didn't know that it was that kind of pipe. But anyway, <laughs> there's no secrets, you know, and right. we have such a close bond. Like Devin and I are closer than ever. Jacob and I, our relationship is restored. He's been through a lot of the worst yeah. of it. But he's married to a beautiful young girl yeah. that oh, he she's met. so beautiful. But they met in freedom. You know, like, had, again, I'm so grateful. Had this not have happened, you know, he, them two would have never met, you know, and it's just, it blows, it blows my mind. How, the timing, right? It blows my mind too. Oh my god! The timing of things, looking back and I'm like, it's like the perfect time that if it was like a little bit later, a little bit, everything would have been completely yeah. different. Yeah, right? and that's how, like, God knows, like, and that's, that's the trust that I have today in the faith. Like, he knows, even with the relapse, you know, he saw it coming. Yeah, could I have made another choice? Yeah, but... I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And and know it. everything about it because I feel like the way things were going, it, it was a time bomb. It was oh, just absolutely. a matter of time. It it was gonna happen. And now when somebody comes to you, when one of your sponsors comes to you because they relapsed, you can say, Well, this is what I've done. Yeah. Or if they're thinking about it, you can be like, you can I can you'll be quicker to, to identify the triggers knowing their story mm-hmm. with them and like well, don't you think that this, this, this might contribute to you relapse in the future? Because now you you have that ability to right. identify things. Because I don't think you you, you even think about that until it happens, right? Mm-hmm. And and, and, facts. and I think it's important to say too that relapse can be a part of recovery, but it doesn't have to be. Once you manage quick this identifying triggers, you. If you haven't relapsed, don't think you have to relapse so you can figure yeah, it out. Right, you know? right, right, like, right. don't think. Yeah, please. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know my trigger, so maybe if I relapse, I'll figure it out. No. Yeah, and I That's can tell your you. Your sponsor will help yeah, you. Yeah, firsthand. It it's, not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. But if I can give any advice, you yes, know. Yes, please. To, I was just going to ask you, like, what can you say to somebody who's, who's teetering today that's having a, a bad day, that's yeah. listening and. Yeah, we're joking around, but somebody's having a hard time right now. So what can you say to them? Is pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and call somebody. And I don't know if they can message on this. They can. Email us. Yeah, Yeah. so please, email Rafaela or Barb, whatever it is, just get it out. Even if you've done something, you know, and it was weeks, months ago, and you're feeling bad about it, talk to somebody about it. Just share it. Um... And then always, you know, it's, it, for me, I have to constantly keep working my recovery, working working the steps. But the biggest thing is just to be open and honest, have a sponsor, have an accountability partner. Um, another thing I know is I was starting to isolate and pull away. Um, so just, just be mindful. Just be mindful. Because I'll tell you what, you know, I mean, 
that I relapsed and I learned a lot from it, but I mean, I wish I hadn't have, but that's all in the past now, you know? Can't change, right? Mm-hmm. We can't change it. We can, and, and I think a big part we here, change. we have to be honest, right? Because sometimes I can make a lot of excuse sometimes, you know, for my, for, for, right. I, for the way I do things and why I'm doing certain things, I'll make excuse and then I'll check myself like, Okay, just be honest. If I'm honest with myself, then I'm I can see it clearly, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, um, so I know these things about me already, and I know that I do this. So when I'm honest, it's easier for me to pick up the phone because I was like, okay, I'm making excuse, but in honesty, maybe even if it's just to vent. Right. I think as long as you don't keep anything inside. Right. That alone. It can't fester and grow. Right. Bring that it out alone. To light. Right. Yeah, and, right. And, and people yeah. can, can be like, I'm so glad you te- told me. And, and, you know, because I tell people, I was like, go ahead. This one over here all the time. Oh, they can't see me. I'm pointing to, <laughs> to Barb, you know. So I'm like, it's good for us to just to talk. And, talk. and yeah. just like yesterday, I was at the gym with a friend and um, something had happened. I thought I was okay, you know, and I'm having an issue with a family member and I had just bounced it off her. She's like, um, have you inventoried it yet or called your sponsor? I'm like, okay. That's why I had to say it because I knew that's what the direction that I'm going to get. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's cool that we have those type of friends, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Because oh. I always mm-hmm. used to think I'm a great friend. And look back, I wasn't because a great friend is not just going to be the person that's going to give you drugs or, or, or help or you get yes, away. Yes, yes, people. Of, of, of yeah. things that... That it's not okay, right? And and that was my idea of great friend. But today I have the friends that is gonna be like, well, maybe you need to call your sponsor, or maybe mm-hmm. you need, you know, to to talk to somebody. And it's so great because or take accountability I, for what you did. No, you're wrong. Yeah, right. Because like, somebody needs to tell you you're wrong. Right. Sometimes. To look at your part. I yeah. for sure need that yeah. in a friend. Like I need a friend that's gonna be like, Barb, that's not right. <laughs> what you did was not right. She goes to me. To she's like. Oh, I hate you. I just wanted you to say, and I'm like, I said it. I said it. I said it. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. I, I was like, shut up, you don't, right? No, like, I I, don't. I'm just I being honest. You. Like, just, I was like, oh, she's. That was two days I ago. I texted her. I don't even know what it was. Which I like, really know that means you love her. Right. I totally love her. <laughs> she just, like, she, I love her she life, loved me like, that because I wasn't just riding her tail, right? I was right, like, I understand you're upset, but come on, right? Right. Well, you know what time it is? I just want to say something. Okay. Real quick. Do you have time? Real yeah. quick. Well, I, I was, I'm in a, in a mom group and I added all, oh, I made a post. Yes. I made a post like, where's all my, because, you know, there's always this, a bunch of posts like, oh, I need wine or I need drink or I need whatever because mommy is so hard. So I was like, where's all my moms in recovery yet? Like, you know, post a selfie at me. Let's talk. Let's be accountability through the internet. And I got like hundreds of requests and I had them all, of course. And a bunch of them was like, I don't have nobody to talk to. I'm doing this. And it was just so great. And I don't know what came over me. I think I just wanted to reach out to more people, you know, in recovery and know that it, cause some people sometimes when you say, oh, I don't do drugs or I don't party, yeah. people is like, oh. Yeah, like what's like, wrong with you? Yeah. Why, why don't you? I was like, yeah. trust me, you don't want me to. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different party. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want It's me. a whole other level, okay? I get it that you can go and then you can go home 
I can't. Like, I would just go, right? right. <laughs> so I just want to say if any of the moms are these, hi, moms, new friends. I think it's awesome. It's Message so me. We can talk. Yeah. All the time. Anytime. Yeah. Email us. Tell us your story, please. Yes. Like, please send us your story. We want to talk oh. to you. And now we're figuring out the Skype and... To be able yes. to call people and record calls. Very cool. There. That's we exciting. We're this close. That's we are a little slow. It. Slowly but surely okay, we're, we're getting learning. there. But it's game time before we end. So um, we just play a little game. So just um, pick one of each color. Okay. There's not many left. I have to I write new ones. Put, put. And then we'll read them off to you. And they're just fun little questions. Which You take two this time. I always do oh. two. Okay, so I'll do purple. Okay, do it. The colors really don't matter, but for some reason, <laughs> Barb likes to call it. It's, who knows. If you could trade lives with anyone, who would it be? Oh, if I could trade lives with anyone. Like you know, it's so like... funny because... <laughs> Did you know if we put our problems yeah, and stuff I, I in a pile, with people. you would go back and take yours. You go your back own. and take yours. And yeah. it's funny because a lot of sometimes when people, things happening or TV shows I watch, I watch a lot of like murder shows, you know, because I'm sick of Paw Patrol, so I go into like murder <laughs> shows. So. <laughs> I was laughing when I went in your bathroom because I saw the Paw Patrol, and now that I have this eight-year-old little boy, I'm singing it in my head. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, I'm the devil. Just yell for help. I know it all. So I go into murder shows when I can. So, and and I see people, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm okay with my problems. Like, you know, like... I complain too much. Like, it's not that bad. Right. <laughs> well, and I share that with sponsees. You know, if you throw your problems and you know, you're going to pick your own out. But honestly, I mean, if I was going to answer that question honestly, I really wouldn't. I'm really happy with my life and I'm content with everything that I have and everything that I don't have. And I, I mean, that I, I mean it for like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it with anybody. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so that's, cool. That's, that's, Happiness right there. Because happiness it's comes true. from within. Yes. I mean, now, it's in not the past, about the circumstances. You know, before, oh, yeah. yeah, in in a heartbeat, you know, but I just, I'm, I'm good. I love that. All right, here's a would you rather. Okay. Would you rather ride an elephant or a whale? I would rather ride an elephant. Every single time. I would not trust a whale, and I would be afraid it would go underwater and not and come back up for a long time. And you can breathe underwater. They can for a long time. Even yeah. though I, I, I think they're they're awesome and their maternal stakes is just so oh, they're amazing. Yeah. Right? But, but how we can, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. if it was we a dolphin, can. I would take a dolphin, but oh, that wasn't on my We can't read <laughs> another one. Okay. Pink Pink question. Pink question. Would you rather be the night sky or the day sky? You have two would you rather. Would you rather be the night sky or the day sky? Don't make that face because no, I did not make it too I did not make these questions. Barb did, so I blame know, her. But I know, like, made these questions. Yeah, but okay. it's like I feel like if I answer it, that's what I really have to take. So I don't oh. know what I would rather be. I think I would rather be the night sky. Sunshine, really? because or... you're a sunshine beam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but out running. The stars like only shine in the dark. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm true. thinking. You are a star. 
You are so I used that's to, where we're gonna I, I used to consider myself as a night person. I'm not. I really know. No. I put it all nighter at the hospital with a family member and let me tell you I <laughs> I can't. I don't know how I texted. I was like, I really don't know how I used to party so hard and not sleep. Well, I know how. But <laughs> I really cannot do that no more. No. Like Me either. Well, I work too early now. But the things that would keep me up is frowned upon. So that's, yeah, that's true. That may be why. Anyway, oh gosh, thank you, Krista. Thank oh my you gosh, so thank you, girls, for it having so me. Great. It was fun. It was really fun. It's fun. Oh, yeah, I had a great time, and I think this is going to be great information of people, somebody who has lived through it. Yeah. To people that might be thinking about, oh, I can do it, or, or you know, and I, and we always talk about every time we talk about relapse that it always comes back worse than faster you lose things faster oh you, yeah. it's stronger yeah. it's not you know because it takes 10 years for you to finally ruin your life and then once you relapse it's like that mm-hmm. you know? absolutely absolutely yeah so i think people need to remember because it's gonna happen yeah it's a sh- it's a sure thing and that's why like that's it's the same for every part of recovery like, I don't care if you're recovering from whatever. It's the same thing with food. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with drugs. It's the same thing with alcohol. With anger. So with yep. anger. Oh, with yep. anger. Girl, this week. Oh. <laughs> uh, with anger. It's the same thing. So remember, focus on the similarities. Not the differences. It's, so with that, I think we're going to we're gonna we're close. Gonna close. So remember to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Recovery 201 Podcast, Twitter, Recovery 201 Pod, and... Email us your stories to recovery201podcast at gmail.com. And, and make sure if you're listening on iTunes, please go on there and just give us a five-star rating and um, uh, a little... Um, message on if you like it and you know whatever a review we really appreciate the reviews and on SoundCloud too follow us on SoundCloud um, we appreciate everyone listening and um, we'll we'll see you soon remember speak love spread hope if life gets lifey stay prayed up one love see you soon bye.